What's up and welcome to our show. Good people, welcome. By the way, I don't want to discriminate bad people. Welcome to our show as well. Anyone who want to learn something new, valuable, interesting, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about creating your digital marketing career, transparent career. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Scott. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Anatoly, for having me. Yeah, for me, it's a big pleasure. I want to learn more because, you know, you shared before the podcast uh, your story. You can share with our audience as well uh, and uh, tell more about your background and experience. Sounds great. So I am the sales and marketing specialist for JVF Solutions. I like to say that JVF Solutions will supercharge your business growth with a customized web presence that will set you apart from your competition. When you hire us, we'll design your website to attract more visitors, keep them engaged, and convert them into clients. I have been with the company on a full-time basis since the start of this year. The company was founded by a gentleman who I went to college with some oh, 30 years ago. Uh, Bentley, Bentley College, now called Bentley University. It's a business specialty school here in the Boston area. And we, we've been close, best friends since college. We've been in each other's weddings. Uh, we're each godparents for, for one of our, each other's kids. And so he's always been more, even, even back at business school, he's always been more of an entrepreneurial type of guy. He was one of the few people who's saying, I want to have my own business someday. I want to have my own business someday. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. he finally got around to making it a full-time thing. He had this web design business as a side hustle. So some background on James, because it's helpful to know a little bit about our expertise and our background and, and maybe what sets us apart from other web development companies out there. He is uh, right now the lead developer for our firm he comes from an experience of IT and software engineering. So he's a techie. He did that for 20 years at a Fortune 100 company. And before that was a programmer for a weather company. So he already has that real technical attention and detail type of, type of mind that really suits him well. He's always done website development and web design. When I say always done it, he did websites back in 1996, uh, again, mm -hmm. uh, as part of some of the, the, the work that he did as a graduate student at Bentley. He instructed some courses there uh, on social media in the later years and uh, on, on website development. So he has this nice balance of really technical attention to detail, but on the other side of it, He's good at explaining things. So we walk our clients through the process. We try to be very transparent, not overwhelm them with over-technical jargon, but, um, but give, them a, give them a say. Give them a say in every step of their online transformation. So that's about James and the company. From my standpoint, I had spent about 12 years at a company that did financial training. Uh, we, I, I worked bringing on investment banks, private equity firms, Fortune 500 companies. It was an excellent experience, great job. I did it again for what had equated to about almost a quarter of my life. And James had approached me and said, "You know, I'm I'm ready to ready to do this. I'm ready to go full time with JVF Solutions. And at some point, I want to bring you on to be my sales and marketing person or lead my sales and marketing function." And I said, "You know what?" 
I think I'm ready for a change now. Let me join you. So this was at mm -hmm. about February of 2021. I think he was a little thrown back by that. Um, he said, ah, uh, okay, let's, let's do it. So we did some very foundational things for the business back in February of 2021. I'd worked with him for about two months. And what was evident to me was he really needed to be his own salesperson for a little while. While he had the side business, had built websites, he really needed to build up the portfolio, which he did. And so I ended up working in insurance for about half of last year while he was doing uh, getting clients for starting with family and friends and then doing networking, local networking, online networking, put together a really nice portfolio of clients. And by the end of this year, he was busy. And so it looked like a good opportunity then to jump back in. Now I'm going to the networking meetings. Now I'm doing the social media. I post on LinkedIn five, six times a week. I, I share expertise on you know, getting your website to load fast and SEO advice and putting the call to action button high. So I've really taken a lot of that information on fast and I'm able to share it with people. Meanwhile, James and another person we brought on recently to be uh, a junior developer and, a, and our graphic design person, they're, they're busy doing the project. So that's the story. I know I said a lot there, so I'll, uh, I'll shut my mouth and, and, and let you uh, let you run your podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I, I like to learn from stories because, you know, uh, storytelling works well. And uh, I think uh, uh, my audience, I think anyone, uh, they want to learn from stories more than uh, just generic content. So, yeah, it's practical. It helps to go ahead. And I have the first question you, you mentioned about uh, transparency. Can you tell more how it's important today to be transparent with your uh, customers and uh, why customers need it? I like to make the analogy we're a lot like the car mechanic, right? We're mm -hmm. doing a lot of stuff with something the business owns and we're working under their hood. And there's a lot of opportunity to do things that the client may not be aware of. What we try to do, and we do it again, in a, in a way that a non-technical person would understand, you know, my mom might be able to understand. We walk them through the whole process. We tell them, we'll put a, we're putting a firewall and security plugins on your website. We're backing up your website every night, automating backups and security scans. This will keep your website secure. This is an important thing to put on. Um, a lot of times we'll show our clients how to we do, our, uh, we do our websites in WordPress, and we'll show them how to do the dashboard, how to post content seamlessly to their website, to automatically get shared to their social media pages. We talk about how it creates the backlinks that helps with their web traffic. And we're, you know, we do have done-for-you digital marketing services too, but there's a good number of clients we work with where we're building the website, and then we're showing them how to do the content marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell, for example, digital marketing is huge uh, and uh, even big companies cover uh, a few channels. They don't cover all digital marketing because uh, SEO might work for some companies, influence marketing for others. How to choose the right channel? For example, if you started from scratch, you have good products, high quality products, uh, your unique selling proposition. But how do I know which channels will work for me? 
we're very centric towards the content marketing. We've seen data mm -hmm. where it's, mm -hmm. I, I think demand metrics is the source for this, 62% less expensive than paid advertising and produces three times the amount of leads. And we're entering this marketing environment where you want to be the authority in what you talk about, whatever the channel is, whatever, wherever you are as an individual. So this aligns well with the content marketing. So we like to say it's, it's for every company because we truly believe that it is. If you're posting that content twice a week, you will be able to engage visitors longer on your website, show your expertise. And from a general business and marketing standpoint, we're big believers in put it all out there. Give away all your information. Tell everybody about what it is that you're an expert in or what your company does well. Because that's what establishes the trust in the client. You're not, mm -hmm. you're not giving away stuff for free because the, cu the customer still has to implement it. So we're big proponents of content marketing. We really don't spend any attention on, on paid advertising. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think paid marketing works well as well, but it depends uh, on uh, your strong side. For example, I know some paid marketers uh, get high results with that because they have experience. Uh, someone is good with organic reach. It doesn't mean that uh, some channels are bad or good. You know, mm -hmm. I think it depends on strong sides and it's better to choose channels that work uh according to your strengths because for example if you uh, your competitors are good with uh, organic reach it doesn't mean that you need to jump with organic reach if you can't create high quality content valuable content at scale so uh, why not you can use uh, paid marketing if you have great, uh, great products so it depends as usual can you tell about uh, building digital marketing career because we have uh, the main topic about that uh, for example if someone doesn't know what to choose for uh, le let's talk about uh, content marketing organic reach uh, mm -hmm. how to find the right way uh, in content marketing because even uh, content marketing has seo social media uh, many other things can you tell how to choose the right channel uh, for building your career yeah, that's a that's a great question. As someone who's in it for only only six months, I I would uh, I would tell you that you know from what I see, the barrier to entry for a lot of this is not not very tough. Whether you're mm -hmm. a web designer, whether you're a copywriter, I think the ones that stand out are the ones that bring some level of experience to it, right? But I, I'd say it's, it's never too late for anyone in their career to get started in content marketing. And mm -hmm. from our standpoint, we're, you know, we, we're a web for, website first company. We think the website should be the central hub of all your content. That's the space you create. I mean, that's the space you own, whereas you're renting space on social media. We like to think of the website as the planet and the social media platforms as the moons that circulate around the planet, uh, your websites are home base. So learning how to build websites, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of ways to learn how to do that. We are big proponents of WordPress. No web builder's perfect, but we think it's the gold standard out there for, for building websites because you have the ability to make a flexible website. So I would say learning WordPress is a great start. 
and really working at it and and digging deep, really leaning in because one of the problems that we see, and maybe it's because, as I mentioned, James brings in this heavy technical background, is that, yeah, you could get in with a, a, a low amount of experience and you could probably be on the bottom end of, you know, price-wise because you're getting started, but you could still do some you know, you could still do some things that could hurt a website if you cut some corners, if you don't really thoroughly study it. And those are the websites that typically get built for the brand new companies because they're on a tight budget. So the more value you can provide and the more really know-how that you can really dig in and understand, spending the extra hours learning, I think that's, that's the way to build trust. You want to be a nerd. You want to read about every little detail um, I spend a lot of my time each day reading about, you know, the core vitals and and the Google, you know, specifications. I did a couple of TikToks this uh, this weekend about the largest contentful to paint, and then the discussion, mm -hmm. which was actually very similar to one of your recent guests, is that three second loading time overrated? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ah, you know, yes and no. There's still data that says 54% of visitors leave a website that takes more than three seconds to fully load. That's not a bad place to start, but it's not a core vital like first input and cumulative layout shift and, of course, largest contentful paint. First of all, Anatole, I don't know why Google comes up with these weird names for things. Just say, you know, the biggest <laughs> thing to biggest thing to load or you know, a shifty website, but I guess you have to have some sort of technical term for statistic. Yeah, yeah, love it. I think, you know, all experts have their opinions. That's okay, you know, uh, and it's hard to tell who is right or wrong. I, I'm not sure that we, we have some, uh, uh, because uh, it's more important what actually works for you. You know, if it works for you, why not? You can use it. And can you tell more about content marketing? For example, your main expertise in content marketing, but it's huge as well, you know. Uh, for me, it's hard to count all channels in content marketing, ACO, social media. How to find this right channel? Uh, you mentioned about TikTok, about WordPress. Yeah. They're quite different. Yeah, tell. For example, if uh, I'm your client, I want to jump on this field, I want to get traffic, results, sales. How you can help me to find my channel? Well, I think it's understanding where your, where your ideal clients are. And mm -hmm. that, that takes a good amount of uh, a good amount of research. It's really you want to avoid doing sort of this feel approach where, uh, well, you know, I have older clients, but so I'll do Facebook. Well, keep in mind, Facebook, the average income is twenty thousand dollars and the average income of someone on LinkedIn is one hundred thousand dollars. So mm -hmm. it maybe age is just not part, just part of the fact, you know, one of the factors. You want to understand what it is they buy. Do they buy? Who buys the products that you sell? So to isolate social media, as you know, I know you asked about content marketing. I, I would say that doing the good research, and that's something we do for our clients, is doing the research, where are the ideal clients spending time? On which platforms? Now, we think you should have social media accounts for every platform that exists because things change and it's good to have as much visibility uh, as possible. But in terms of prioritizing, uh, it has to do with who your buyers are. So I'd say social media marketing, that's, that's the way to identify. 
And then I still come back to, I think every company should have a website and every company should have a website that's only about 20% of the companies have, which is a website that brings in business, a website that is multiple pages with, you know, with content, with video content. Now, video content is getting very big, as you know. We're big proponents of that. We think a YouTube channel is someone, I think, now there's, now there's a platform I think that, I think whoever you are, that's, that's, that's one to, to really lean in on because we like to put the YouTube videos on our client's website, put a page together for them. And what that does is two things. As you know, the, the YouTube videos, not only are they spending time on the website watching the embedded video, they are also improving their YouTube statistics. So they're getting the best of both worlds. Plus it loads faster than putting an MP4 file on there. Some people like mm -hmm. Vimeo. Vimeo has a fraction of what YouTube has for viewers. But there are, you know, the trade-off is I think Vimeo, you don't have that sort of next video, some random video popping up on the website. So there's a trade-off there, but we're, we're proponents of YouTube, really for anybody. And, mm -hmm. you know, the only objection I hear is, well, I do a lot of email marketing, and it's better for me to have a landing page or an offer page. We think you should have that, but you should still have a, a full, you know, a multi-page website with contact information, with your content, with uh, a home page, and and really give people an opportunity to to move around the website and find more resources and spend more time there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it. Uh, you mentioned that you uh, help with marketing and sales in GVF solutions. Can you tell how to unite? this channel they are different but related to each other you know i think uh, marketers and sales people need to have a cohesive strategy to go ahead but uh it uh, you know uh, it demands different experience uh, different methods uh, of getting results can you tell uh, how to unite them uh, sales and marketing uh, and to get much higher results are you talking about for me personally or for our yes, clients? Yes, yeah, for you. Uh, for I me personally, yeah, right. sales, yeah, sales and marketing are two different things. Uh, and I think at this stage of our business, I think focusing more on the sales is is where I should put my time in. So we're, we're first of all, we're practicing what we're preaching. We're, we're blogging every day. We're trying to get our rankings up. I'm doing LinkedIn every day. Uh, I, you know, the goal is over time to make that be a, a source of inbound leads. In the meantime, I'm doing online and in-person networking. I'm doing complimentary 30-minute consultations. People can uh, go to meetscott.jvf.com and they can talk to me. I'll look at their website. I'll do the, I think a lot of businesses do the, 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 the audit type of thing before and, and I do that too. I'll, I'll look at the, uh, you know, the, the lighthouse, uh, their metrics, but I'll also look at the design of their website and give them mm -hmm. some general marketing tips on it. You know, is, you know, for example, you're a solopreneur. I really think your picture should be above the fold along with an emotional connecting statement and a call to action. Those are usually the three things that I would recommend to a solopreneur. So it's, it's part quantitative, part qualitative. I try to avoid calling it an audit. I prefer to call it a consultation because 
they'll fill out a survey before that we meet. I'll get an idea. I'll even I even share the GT metrics link with them in my Calendly invite. They'll do it themselves and they'll see at least what their grade and their speed is. We'll bring that into the conversation and, and talk about it. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, it, I've always been of the mindset too that sales and marketing, while they're different, they're, they need to be so interlocked. So my vision is this company grows and and I get to lead the sales and marketing efforts. They're both gonna, they're both gonna report under me and, and the communication between the two sides are gonna be very much aligned. Yeah, interesting, valuable. Uh, can you tell about finding ideas? For example, uh, I can get traffic, but uh, it doesn't mean that this traffic will bring customers. Yeah, uh, right. Because even uh, related traffic uh, can bring uh, uh, sales. Um, uh, let's imagine weight loss. Yeah, if I uh, get ranking positions with weight loss, it doesn't mean that I can sell weight loss supplements. Yeah, it, it can uh, educate some people but they're not ready to buy right uh, can you, yeah can you tell about content marketing uniting with a buying journey with a sales funnel to get results well, that's a great question because you're right people can come to the website but then they, they can they can leave it without really doing it yeah and that's that's a lot of what we talk about with our clients as i mentioned with the call to action and the emotional connect calls to action we think should be prominent on the website and you need an action verb, you need the button to really stand out. You want things to be simple. You don't want them to jump through too many hoops. And we think it's important to, uh, our goal is to make the website what we call a client conversion machine because getting them there is one thing, but getting them to take action. So the complimentary consultation we think is a great hook. Book now for a complimentary consultation along with an identity statement Something with the word your, Y-O-U-R in it. Something that mm -hmm. they're reading and they're identifying with. That's going to hook them in. And then, you know, for e-commerce, because we have a fair amount of e-commerce clients, the product descriptions need to be crystal clear. The visuals need to be really good. You, you want to avoid them having to call the company or, you know, have to send a message or a chat to ask the question. You want to provide as much information as possible. So to your point, our goal is to make our clients' websites their 24-7 salesperson, which I think you've heard that before, but I think it's so important. I think that's the differentiator between a website that simply informs and one that converts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm interested about uh, finding uh, ideas uh, of creating content because uh, organic reach means that we need to create valuable content educational content, I don't know, probably sometimes uh, entertainment content, it depends on the niches, but how to find these ideas uh, to uh, create this content? Uh, do you use some tools or you check out manually uh, some stuff that people are interested in life? Can you tell more about that? Yeah, I mean, one thing we think testimonials and case studies are very powerful. So that's, mm -hmm. a, that's usually a big part of what we, what we put on the website let's see video we have clients with podcasts that we put up on the website i i think it, it's we, we try to tailor to what the client has and what their personality is i think that's really important so you know if the client doesn't necessarily want to do too many videos okay well you know maybe 
maybe it's animation. Maybe they're the type of business where an animated video, and we have someone that mm -hmm. we, we know that we can, we can put involved with that. So uh, there's a variety of things in the toolbox, animated videos, testimonial videos. Testi I think testimonial videos are more powerful than the written, but either one is good to have on your website. Uh, obviously, the social proof. And the the educational part is is too because you're really yeah. when you're when you're educating people you're showing them your expertise and that's what builds the trust, and mm -hmm. obviously throw in you know your sales and your pitch and the things that you will use to you know poke the emotion of the of the person visiting the site. Yeah, you know uh, it's my loving tool to film videos. You know uh, I have three expensive camera, but I usually have this uh, gadget on my pocket so I can film everywhere. Can you provide oh, some tips how, yeah, can you tell how to, uh, or uh, your tips how to film great and high quality content? Say that again, please. How to what? Uh, I mean, like, uh, how to create uh, video content today? Because you, you mentioned me many times about uh, filming videos on TikTok, uh, other places. How to create this video content that will get engagement, yeah. results, sales? I'm a big fan of not letting perfect be the enemy of good. I think yeah. that getting the getting the the video work done is more important than getting the scripting on like a hundred percent accurate or. Yeah, I think lighting's important. I think looking at the camera, I think sounding confident, practicing those techniques are super important. But I don't believe that, like you just said, with your your handheld device doing videos, I do I'll do TikToks myself in my backyard. People know we're a digital marketing company, but there is something very real about me just looking into my phone, saying a a thought about, you know, <laughs> Vimeo versus YouTube or um, you know, websites using HTTP versus HTTPS, something very like engaging about that. So, um, you know, we have, we have video professionals that we'd bring in that would do, you know, that could set it up in person and do a real professional job. But again, I think, I think that ultimately having the videos is the most, you know, if, having the content done and showing your expertise. I think that for a lot of business owners is is very good enough. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell about consistency? Uh, how often we need to publish video content or any other type of content uh, in content marketing? Because, uh, you know, uh, let me tell why I'm asking about that. We have two directions. The first direction, uh, many marketers proclaim, you need to create uh, less but quality so you don't need to post every single day yeah. just create so valuable content other parts no uh, other marketers for example uh, gary v uh, he uh, shares that we need to create a lot of content forget about quality think about quantity because yeah uh, when you create quantity that means you can improve quality step by step uh, and when you create content at scale that means you can cover uh, broader audience and we don't know which content will bring results for example i remember when i posted one time on linkedin and got 300,000 views you know it's a lot and uh, yeah. but you nice. know that was that was content that I created for a minute, you know, just according to my experience. And right. uh, the main reason why I got such results, I posted every single day without uh, just sharing yeah. everything that uh, I have in my mind. Uh, 
Can you tell about consistency and how to find the right strategy or balance between quality and quantity? Well, when we talk about quality content, a lot of times we're talking about written content, you know, written mm -hmm. blogs. And really that's, you obviously the days of keyword stuffing are behind us. So you obviously you want to target keywords, but they have to be part of longer term phrases that are, you know, that fit into what you're talking about. It, mm -hmm. So that's when I see quality content, content, it's content that's showing your expertise and has a, you know, has good flow, grammatically correct, easy to read. So Google's AIs will, will rate it well. Mm -hmm. So from a quality standpoint, that's said. But I'm not talking about writing like the something that's so profound and like obviously you want to separate yourself. But a lot of that's in your style and your personality and your personal approach. And you want that to resonate. You don't have to come up with something so highly intellectual that it because you're going to spend all day trying to blow people away. So I still lean on the side of getting more out there. Now for our clients, we with our done for you digital marketing package we will post to their website twice a week and then two other times strictly to their social media platform on two platforms we think that approach based on what we've read forbes magazine says it takes four to six months for the average business to start getting leads through their traction uh through their through their through the website blogging and, you know people are like oh gee that takes a long time I don't think it's much different on social media. I was talking yeah. to someone the other day who does in-person networking a lot, and it took him nine months before he got his first referral. So however you go about it, it takes a little bit of work. Put the time in, uh, do it you know, as frequently as you can. We recommend at least twice per week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, uh, I like that you mentioned about uh the deadline you know because people often feel high expectations and i check out a few studies that uh, most content creators don't record the second podcast because they can't get results yep. from the first one <laughs> you know guys seriously i don't know how to get engagement from the first podcast first post first video anything first article it takes time to improve quality uh, to get experience even if you have this experience uh, it's a different experience of creating content so you need to unite your skills with uh, experience of creating content i have the question about uh, finding the right content creators for example i have a few clients big clients big companies but uh, when i tell them you need to create high quality content valuable content they reply to me we have no time with that we have no experience yeah. with that. We need to compete with our uh, yep. peer competitors. Uh, we need to develop uh, and innovate our products uh, to have our unique selling proposition because even the best products become obsolete one day. Can you tell how to find content creators who can lead uh, companies in the right direction if they have no experience with that? Oh, well... I want to answer your question maybe a, a little. Uh, I want to address the part about companies being so busy. I think a lot of times they don't see that they're capable of, of doing the work. Um, and they are because you can repurpose material you've used, whether it's in your marketing material. We see a lot of companies that are very active on social media 
but they don't have any content on their website. And you know, you can't cut and paste it because that's duplicate content from what I understand from Google, but you can take the content and reword it and, and write it. And then a lot of, I mean, if, you know, you're the expert in, in what you know, just start riffing, you know, just like a guitar player picks up a guitar and starts playing the guitar, just start, you know, just start putting it out there, Put, putting stuff down, putting some drafts on, you know, Google Docs or whatever, write out five quick things in, in an hour. It, it's, it's actually once you get in a rhythm of doing that. But to answer your question about, you know, how do you go about finding the right person? You know, I think like anything else, you want to feel comfortable with the people you're working with. You know, and, and, and at our firm, we, we have a lot of communication with our clients. With our done-for-you digital marketing strategy, we're going to sit down with them. We're going to strategize a list of blog topics that address the questions, address the problems that they solve for their ideal clients. We'll research the content, but they'll have the final say before any of it gets published. And mm -hmm. I think in a lot of cases, even folks that say they're super busy want at least that in there because, again, I would find it hard. I don't know about you, Anatoly. I would find it hard if someone is is writing stuff on my behalf and I don't get a you know at least a chance to to look at it and have a say in it. Mm, yeah, uh, I think you know from my experience, it depends whether you post this content. For example, if you post on your website, it's better to give this content to editors to check it out uh, for reading. Uh, on social media, I don't care about that. Uh, I can write without checking any grammar stuff because I know uh, it's like uh, social media posts. Uh, they can uh, dive for uh, a few minutes, you know, without any engagement, or I can uh, get high engagement. And for me, it's more important to be consistent with that, to uh, post a lot of content at scale, to create, to repurpose content. So on social media, really, I don't care about quality uh but for website yes i care a lot about that and you know it's hard to go ahead if you have just uh quality content because your competitors might have high quality content super high quality content and google uh ranks the best content so yeah mm -hmm. uh, i think it, it depends where you post content and to find the right strategy scott i have the question for you yeah uh, for example if you started today from scratch without any experience knowledge skills what would you do to learn more about digital marketing and sales? What would I know to know more about digital marketing? <laughs> I, you know, I would say one advantage I had coming into this was I did dabble a little bit in WordPress before starting here. So it's not completely foreign. I've worked for, you know, small companies for really the second half of my professional career so far. And when you're in a small company, you get your hands dirty in a lot of different things. The old saying, you, so you wear a lot of hats. It's really inevitable. If you're in a small company, you're going to have some exposure to digital marketing. So I, you know, what would I do differently? I don't know if I do that part differently. I think, you know, another advantage I think I have coming into it was I took some graduate education courses on data analytics, which got me exposed, not necessarily to website building software, but I, I would do data analytics with Python and, and, you know, certain Excel plugins and Tableau and really just, you know, technical skills. I think the more you can keep your technical skills and have an, a sense of, of business, 
you know, you bring in a good business acumen, adjusting to the digital marketing world, I think is, I think, I think just keeping a holistic approach to business will, will help you in the digital marketing space. Uh, with regards to sales, sales, I would say, you know, never cling to one sort of strategy because things change constantly. You know, 10 years ago, where it was the whole craze about sales 2.0, and you have different methods and different philosophies. Really, understand your product, understand, you know, become an expert in your product because that's going to have the, that's going to have the, um, build the trust in the other side and the, and be confident. Just be, you know, those are the two things. Be confident and knowledgeable. Knowledgeable and confident. That's mm -hmm. that's the name of the game, I think, in sales. Uh, so yeah. what I do differently, I'm not sure. It's been a great journey so far. I've made my share of mistakes. I've made had my share of victories. I think I'd take it all. Yeah. I think failing only brings new experience and nothing else, you know. Yeah. Uh, right. For me, it's hard to count how many mistakes I've made in my life. Uh, yeah. So I think it's the part of the process. You can't uh, know exactly what works without testing, without making these mistakes. And I remember when Elon Musk uh, mentioned, if you don't make mistakes, you are not innovative enough. So yeah. <laughs> you need to make these mistakes and learn from them. I have the final question. Uh, can you predict the future of digital marketing? Because many things are coming like metaverse, uh augmented reality i don't know many other stuff uh what kind of future will be of, of course it's prediction because for example when i forecast the future in trading uh, i always uh, lose my money you know i'm not good with that so i decided to invest in other places but uh let's imagine uh that new technologies are coming fast uh things change digital marketing doesn't stay in one place. What we need to do, and what kind of future are you forecasting today? So, I, I think right now small companies are in a space where big companies were, you know, 10, 15 years ago, where your website needs to be more than a placeholder. It needs to actually attract the business in. And one of the important components now, and you hear a lot about mobile responsiveness. I think we're moving ever so fast towards a mobile first marketing environment. The, the, the user experience has to be ideal on the mobile phone. And that's really the place to start. And I think, I think big businesses are, are getting there now. Small businesses still have a way to go. It's a lot like the rich people, they'll they'll name their kids something and then 10 years, all the middle class and, 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 and poor people will start naming their people that. I think that's where we're at in digital marketing. I think the mobile first environment is uh, is coming upon us very quickly if we're not already partially there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, Scott, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you. You share a lot of valuable stuff. Can you tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you? Yeah, sure. So uh, jvf.com is our website. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn as well. Scott uh, A. Humphreys is where you can find me. Scott Humphreys. I just do a search for Scott Humphreys JVF Solutions. I'm also on TikTok too. Uh, we post uh, usually three or four videos a day. 
business underscore websites is our handle on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and thanks again for your time. A big pleasure, so valuable, you know. Love it. Welcome back anytime. And guys, you need to follow Scott. Uh, follow his TikTok, his LinkedIn, any social media profiles because you can see a lot of valuable stuff. Okay, guys, love you. See you.